Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays This is the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. I am Jesse Martineau. Now, this episode is a bit of a different episode for us. A few weeks back, Dr. Kathleen Stein-Smith, someone we definitely need to have on the show, an amazing advocate for French language education. Anyway, she sent me an article from the Keed Sentinel from Keed, New Hampshire, about a student who outscored the rest of the nation on a French exam. So I read the article and thought it was an absolutely awesome story. So I reached out to the principal of Keed High School. It was awesome. And I was able to connect with the subject of that article, Amelia Opsal. And I'm really excited to say that the award-winning student is now a guest on the French Canadian Legacy Podcast. Amelia, thank you for joining us. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Now, let's get your story first. So where are you from? Um, I'm from, well, I was originally born in Arizona, but I've basically um, entirely grown up in New Hampshire. I lived in Lebanon, and now I live in Keene, New Hampshire. Very cool. So was born in Arizona. That was a little twist. I did not know. Very cool. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now, so when did you start learning French? I mean, got to tell you, the last name, uh, obviously I've struggled with a little bit of pronunciation. Does not sound like a typical French name to me. No, I have, yeah, I have no French roots whatsoever. <laughs> My family's very American. I My family came from Norway in the 80s. Oh, wow. But we definitely are not a big Norwegian family. <laughs> American <laughs> for sure. Um, but I was really lucky. I went to an elementary school. It was a private elementary school in Vermont, actually, the Putney Grammar School. Like, huge Ooh. shout out to them. They're a great <laughs> Um And I was really lucky that they had a French program there that started teaching French to kindergartners. Oh, that's which, awesome. Yeah, which is not something you see every day. And up until fifth grade, I didn't really care about it. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, the word pomplamoose is fun to say. <laughs> I got a grapefruit. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, things like that. But then in fifth grade, they gave us the choice between French and Spanish. And uh, I was, and most people just bolted for Spanish because they wanted something new. But I was like, you know, what? I've been learning French. I know a bit. Like, I'll stick with it. And in fifth grade, there were, and so that meant from like fifth to seventh grade, I was in a French class with only three people. Oh, wow. Like, so lucky, and I learned so much. And that was kind of the point where I started really becoming passionate about French, because I started being able to actually, like, understand and put together sentences. And I loved it in two different ways. Like, I loved how I was, I loved the structure of learning languages and learning sentences and putting it together and it was very formulaic which works well for me but it's also really fun learning the culture and making crepes and things like that <laughs> um, that's awesome obviously so my I definitely got started in like my elementary school and then from then on I've um in my eighth grade school at Stony Brenham School which is in Massachusetts they had a great French program and just from then on I've just been loving it keep going <laughs> that's awesome so at which point did you say or at least notice that, you know what, I am really, really good at this, like way better than everybody else. Oh, um, I think up until eighth grade, I think, well, in seventh grade, I got very into French and I would start, I started doing things on my own. I That's read, awesome. I read books. I loved looking through the dictionary and things like that. And it was very self-paced. 
so it let you move forward at whatever, you know, whatever pace you were progressing with, which was very nice. Um, and then in eighth grade, I was just placed in a higher level. So everyone with me was in um, my same level. But really, it was when, in ninth grade when I realized that I could take, like, the AP test as a ninth grader, which oh, is wow. another AP test. That's amazing. Yeah, I was kind of, well, I was just, like, I didn't, I was, like, I really didn't feel prepared for the test. I was, like, oh, I don't think I'm good at French. Like, I've taken half the class. I took, like, half the AP class online on my own. I was like, you know what, like, full send, let's do it, this sounds fun, and then I passed it and got, like, a good score that would, like, get me college credit, and at that point, I was like, oh, wow, like, I'm better at this than I think, like, I'm at a college level, and I have four years left, so that was cool. <laughs> That's awesome, so I think we should probably explain, I think most of the listeners in the States will have some clue what the AP means and what the AP exam is about, but we do have a bunch of listeners from Quebec who may not be familiar, what is an AP exam and why is it so awesome to have passed it as a freshman? Oh, well, it's a call, it's essentially an opportunity for students in high school in America, and I think they offer it to international students as well, to take a advanced, it, the AP stands for advanced placement, and it's an advanced, more rigorous curriculum that's designed like a college course. And then there's an exam at the end in May that if you get, but if you get a four and a five on it, which I got a four, um, you get called, well, technically three, four, or five. And then most colleges accept threes or like fours or fives. Sure. Um, you can then pass out of a college class. So like the like 200 level college class that you'd be in, you would pass out of it. Um, so that was really cool, especially because I didn't really take the class. I took it online. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, like they make you memorize how to write French emails. So I knew how to say like sincerely very well in French. That's awesome. So where do you go from here then? If you're a freshman, you've already passed an AP exam. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming Keene High School does not have anything else to offer you. No, that was like the kind of frustrating part. I was like, oh my gosh, like I love French. This is my passion. I wish I could just do foreign languages all day long and like, you know, dance along with that. <laughs> You know, forget all these other subjects. Sure. <laughs> English is not helpful. Um, but that was kind of frustrating for a bit. I was like, wow, like, I feel like for the next three years, I'm at a dead end. I'm not going to progress. I'm going to forget everything. Um, but I was, my found an opportunity to, over the summer after my freshman year, which is when I took the test, to go to France and do a homestay with a program called School Year Abroad, um, which is basically like I just stayed in Rennes, France for five weeks with a host family and to French classes. And that was really amazing. And just it like, it totally changed my view of French. At that point awesome. I thought as a school subject that I was interested in and you learned a bit about the other cultures. But that was when I realized how important it was to learn a second language and uh, like learn about this other culture that my knowledge of French connected me to. Because I, as I said, like beforehand, my family's very, um, like, in just, like, the area, at least, like, the area I've grown up in, in Keene, there's, like, not a huge influence of other cultures other than, like, the French-Canadian culture a bit. Sure. And going to France and just seeing, like, how different it was in some ways and how similar it was in others and being able to make those connections with people from a different country just because of my knowledge of French was really special. 
And so when I came back from France, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to like sit back and just be like, oh man, I have like three years to do nothing. And I really started looking into other opportunities and just ways to keep my French up. So I took a college class at Keene State. Um, and then ever since that, oh, I was a, I worked as a teacher's aide in a fifth grade class. Awesome. That's fun. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) A few of the, a few of the student, the teacher introduced me in French. So the students didn't really understand like why I was there. (laughs) (laughs) A few of them didn't think I spoke English at all. That's awesome. Came over um, to me one day and was like, I need tape. And another one thought I was there because my high school didn't have high, like low enough levels <laughs> for me. Awesome. Moved me down to fifth grade. Um, but it was an interesting <laughs> way to see how other people um, learned languages and either embraced it or hated it, which I saw similarly in my elementary school. And I was yeah. trying to. That's awesome. Before we move on from this, I want to touch again on this trip to France because I didn't notice in the article in Sentinel, it's got this sweet picture of you hanging out in front of the Palace of Versailles, which is very, yeah. <laughs> how, did this, how did this program even get on your radar? Like, how did you find out about it? Did you have to apply to get in? How does that work? Yeah. Um, well, actually, my mom found it for me. Shout out to her. <laughs> That's awesome. So helpful and like, you know, vigorously researching things for me to do with French and um it was a I think we heard about it through my middle school Stonely Burnham school because um I think they do a school visit where they're advertising for their company and so I applied for it um I think it was in the winter or something and decided to go when I was studying for the AP test and um, I, I was really nervous about it going in. I hadn't been away from like my house for five weeks. Let oh, sure. Absolutely. Country, and I was one of the younger ones going. And for the first like three days, um, it was kind of hard. But then after that, I was just like, this is the best. And like literally probably not a week goes by where I don't be like, think, oh, like I wish I could go back. Memories, <laughs> And it was just because it was such an amazing experience to live in a different place and experience the French culture. Um, so yeah, I heard about it that way. And that's it awesome. Really great. That's so fun for a high school kid. That's got to be amazing. All right. But I did see in the article that you've somehow taken classes or got connected with McGill somehow. What is that about? Yeah, that also was a product of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> way to go mom. Yeah. yeah um, because Keene State, which is the college that I took French classes at, didn't have, they have not a huge amount of interest in higher level classes, unfortunately. Most people just take the lower level for their language requirement and then drop out. So they hadn't run, they weren't going to be running any classes at my level my junior year. And so after looking around at a bunch of different colleges online programs that were all basically like, you can't take this unless you're in this college. Finally, which was hard. Um, finally, at McGill, I found their School of Continuing Studies, where they offer certificate of proficiency in written French, in written French, with like communication in the workplace, something like that. And I was like, you know, this doesn't really apply to me. Like, I don't work sure. <laughs> in an office, <laughs> but this sounds great because it's written French, and like, I want to improve my French. And I'm so glad I did it because I feel like 
my French has my written French, probably not my oral French, um, because there's not really any opportunities to speak, has like improved so much. And it's like the hardest French class I've ever taken. So McGill is just like a savior because they like the classes have been so enriching and I meet interesting people and it's really great. That's awesome. Now this is a semi-dangerous question because I'm pretty sure we have more listeners in Montreal than any other single city. Have you been to Montreal? Yes, of course. I love Montreal. I don't think um, I could ever live there because it is so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh man. But actually, yeah, in fifth grade, my school, I had a pen pal in Montreal. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, And we went, I can't remember the name of the school. But we went and stayed there for three days with OCN and her family. And we went to the school and we went to the Olympic Park and different, you know, sightseeing places. And we saw mimes on the street. And <laughs> I love Montreal. I love it in summer, especially. Sure. Um, I've gone to Quebec City three times with like different schools. And we went to Carnival. Oh, nice. At Cirque du Soleil. Um, so yes, I'm definitely familiar with Quebec and Montreal. I love that. Very, very awesome. All right, now we got to talk about this test. This you did some test domination. Tell us what this test is. What is the test and what it's about? Oh yes, we the Grand Concours. Um, so I, it's been something that my French teacher has been talking about since my freshman year, but it always kind of sneaks up on us, and we haven't been able to take it. It this was the first time that it was offered at my school because it's run through like the federation and you have to sign up in September, even though it's in February. And so finally this year, even though I haven't, I haven't taken a class at my school in two years, but I'm still like, um, really like I talk to my French teacher every day and president sure. of the club. So like, I'm still in the loop. And so she was like, Oh, we're taking the Grand Concours if you want to take it. And essentially what it is, is it's just, <laughs> I think in English it's called like the national French contest or something which is exactly what it is. Um, (laughs) It's just a test. There's five different levels, one through five. um, And as you go up, the level of difficulty progresses. And it's just, it tests your reading comprehension and grammar. There's no writing section or oral section, but there's a listening comprehension section. And it essentially just tests French students from all around the country on those different skills. Um, they break it up into more specific categories than that, like students taking AP, students not in a French course right now, this, that, and the other thing. Sure. Um, but I did, I took level five and you know, like, I didn't really think much about it because of the coronavirus. I took it at my house at like 10 a.m. one morning <laughs> um, and I was, like, after it. And I just thought it was fun. Like I had heard before that you might win prizes in it. But I was like, oh, great, an opportunity to practice French. This sounds fun. And I enjoyed it. It was kind of like, you know, a little challenge. And then she emailed me two months later and was like, oh, you got the best score in the country. Like, bravo. And I was like, oh, wow, merci. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> now, do you have any idea how many people took part in this? I know at my level, it was only like at level five, there were about 5,000 people. And then in the entire country, there were just under 70,000. That's so sick. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, like, I, again, I really did not expect anything from it, but I was like, oh, wow. Like, that, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a test that 
almost 70,000 people take, you step up to the hardest level and score better than anybody in the country. That is absolutely awesome. Now, what did you get for winning this besides something really fun uh, to put on a resume and an, introduction, an invitation to the French Canadian Legacy podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, this was definitely the best part. <laughs> For sure. I was of looking course. around their website and I was like, oh, you got to listen to all these podcasts. This is fabulous. <laughs> but actually, my teacher emailed me today and said that I could come pick up a plaque and a medal tomorrow. There you go. Very nice. I think a few years ago, she um, told us that we also want gift certificates or like some sort of cash thing. But that's why I was like, everyone's always like, the Grand Concours is the best you can get money. But um, I don't think they're doing that this year. But, uh, <laughs> darn, but it's okay. No, that's way fun. Now, where do you go from here? What's the next, what's the plan? I mean, you're going to, you're going to your senior year, is that correct? Yeah, well, my um, final class for my certificate program starts Monday. Gotcha. Actually, so that'll be, um, that'll be fun. I work for nine hour, eight or nine hours a day. So it'll be, it'll be interesting because I was doing it during school. Sure. So different of a setup and that ends in September and then I have my senior year to try to figure out what to do with French um definitely looking at colleges it's like that's one of like my big priorities as I look if they have a strong foreign language program I'm taking AP Spanish this fall (laughs) of course I'm trying well um I guess that's the other great thing about having learned French and as like a lot of people on this podcast would probably agree with is that like if you know one language, it's so easy to learn another one, just because you, especially if it's another romance language, because they have such similar grammar. Um, so I'm really excited about learning Spanish because it just opens, again, like more opportunities to learn about other cultures and connect with people. Um, I was supposed to go to Spain this summer with the same program. Ah, gotcha. But that clearly is not a possibility. <laughs> yeah, maybe that trip will happen right around my trip to Quebec City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Yeah. All right. But that's awesome. So you're definitely going to be searching colleges, hoping to do something, anything with some type of foreign language. Yeah, I definitely, I want to major in for like, there's a few of the colleges that I've been looking at have majors where you can like, it's a major in both French and Spanish or French, Spanish, Italian. Um, I definitely want to do that. And then obviously like studying abroad is like a huge thing. I think like my just spending those five weeks in France or I've also um hosted exchange students myself that like I was supposed to go visit before I went to Spain but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) fine um like just I I think it's like immersion is the best way to learn the language that's 100% what I found and just you know going into it and getting out of your comfort zone um so I'd love to study abroad because I loved it the first time so yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Very, very cool. This has been way fun. Well, I do need to ask, are you involved in any like local conversation groups at all? No, but I'm definitely going to go to Pret a Parlay. We got to get you to Pret a Parlay now. No, I literally might on this. Oh, I have to sign up by the 4th to do it on the 7th. But um, I actually might because I've been trying. There's one group in Keene that I've been trying to get to, but never really figured out when it was. Um, and it just kind of didn't work out. But otherwise, no, I'm not in any conversation groups. I talk with my friends in France, but definitely planning on going to Pret-a-Parlay. I don't think right. the online makes it a lot easier for me because Manchester is further. 
<laughs> that is true, but have this recorded it is official. I'm going to hold this against you if you do not attend Fred de Parlay. Okay, I will sign up right after this. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this was a blast. This was way, way fun. Again, we've been speaking, been joined by the winner of the 2020 National French Contest, Amelia Opsal. Congratulations. Thank you so much for speaking with us. This was way, way fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, was, I had a lot of fun. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.